pandemic has really changed our lives in ways we, quite frankly, could have never imagined in terms of where we live, how we work, what we do for entertainment, as well as regarding those we've lost. And as a result of these changes, many have had a decided shift in their life priorities. Welcome back to Clear Path, your roadmap to health and wealth. I'm your host, Al Waller. With me is Katherine Collinson, CEO and president of nonprofit Transamerica Institute. And she's here to share insights from her team's recent survey that explored the impacts of the pandemic on people's lives. But before we get started, I'd like to remind our listeners to drop us a line at info at transamericacenter.org and let us know what topics you'd like us to cover. Catherine, welcome back. It's good to be with you. And I'm really looking forward to hearing about what your research has uncovered. Hey, Al, it's great to be back, and I'm looking forward to sharing what we learned. Good deal. Then let's just jump right in. Now, I understand that late last year, you surveyed more than 5,000 people in the workforce. So what did you uncover? We found that more than three in four people, 78%, said their life priorities had changed as a result of the pandemic. Well, can't say I'm too surprised uh, that uh, the majority reported a change in their priorities because I suspect the pandemic prompted a lot of folks to do some pretty serious soul searching. But were you able to put your finger on what ways those priorities did change? We did. One of my favorite parts of the survey is we have the ability to ask an open-ended question. So what we did, we asked people how their life priorities had changed. And we got some really fascinating responses. Some of them were actually positive, whereas others really illustrate the challenges people have encountered during the pandemic. Yeah, I just bet you've uh, had some pretty intriguing responses. So what exactly stood out for you? Let's talk about the positives. Now, it's hard to say that there could be silver linings from a pandemic because so many people's lives have been disrupted and we've lost so many loved ones and our world has changed. However, there were some glimpses of silver linings that came out of it that I think are really important to spotlight. So what I want to do is share a couple of quotes. Our first quote comes from a millennial woman. And she shared, I care about life a lot more than I did before and appreciate it. So I've started working out every day and eating much healthier because life can be taken in a second. A Gen X man shared with us, I appreciate time with the family and children more as a result of the pandemic. And I do spend time with them as much as I can now. Yeah, those sentiments are pretty insightful. And I suspect many of us now hold similar philosophies as well. Now, did your research explore what steps folks are taking related to the issues they brought up? Yes, they did in a number of ways. So, for example, we had asked a question about healthy activities. We heard in the quote that a lot of people were adopting healthier lifestyles. But our survey findings show that people can be doing even more to safeguard their health. For example, just 51% of our survey respondents said that they're eating healthily, and only half, 50%, said they're exercising regularly. So it's great that people are now more focused on their health, but the challenge is taking it to the next step, engaging more people in their health, and people who are already engaged, taking it to the next level. Regarding the second quote that I shared about the Gen X man now spending more time with his family and friends, that is something that came out loud and clear in our survey findings. We asked a question and learned that 84% of our survey respondents said that they have close relationships with family and friends. So that's a very large majority. 
I would agree, Catherine, and I can definitely relate to the, uh, the quotes uh, from those folks that you interviewed. And as I've related previously, my daily exercise has gone a long way in keeping me physically fit, but also helping me just keep my head clear as well. And in that vein, I'm avoiding the negative influencers uh, with their over-the-top rant and rancor. I mean, come on, man. Life's way too short. So I, I spend as much time outdoors as I can getting together with family and friends that possess a more positive and at least a hopeful and grateful perspective. It's like, wow, it took a pandemic. <laughs> I'll share my own experience, a life priority change for me, and that relates to exercise. When the whole world was shutting down in March of 2020, and I learned that I would be working from home, I made the commitment that I would exercise every day. And here we are, almost two and a half years later, I have not missed a single day. And now that I'm two and a half years in, I cannot break my record. Just a little insight there. But as we look at the pandemic and as we looked at our own survey findings, we also saw how extraordinarily challenging and difficult that it's been for people. If you'll indulge me, I'd like to share from a millennial man who shared with us, I've become extremely depressed and I'm having a hard time finding a new job. I have a lot of anxiety about the pandemic and really do not want to go back to an office. He's not alone. Our survey found that 46% of people in the workforce agree that they often feel anxious and depressed, and more than three in five are somewhat or very concerned about their mental health. Alarmingly, however, only 19% are seeking mental health support when needed. Well, I'm really sorry to hear that. Uh, to a certain degree, I'm not totally surprised either. Taking care of yourself is just so vital in terms of your actual self-preservation. Mahela and I have talked about mental health on several occasions, so I'd encourage listeners to check out past episodes, including five tips to support your mental health and also the power of hope. Well, Catherine, what other life priorities have changed, say, in terms of changes in their spending and saving? Well, the pandemic certainly put a bright spotlight on the need for emergency savings. Uh, and in those open-ended responses, we heard a lot from people who are now placing more importance on saving for emergencies and others who are placing that importance on saving for retirement. Let me share with you a couple of quotes that illustrate this. Our first quote is from a millennial man who tells us, I was spending more money on entertainment, but during the pandemic, I started saving more and reduced spending on unnecessary things so I could have the ability to spend on emergency cases. A millennial woman shares her perspectives on retirement savings. My retirement savings is important to me. I want to make sure that I have enough. And also, my emergency fund needs to be refueled. Well, that's pretty encouraging to hear that your respondents are, in fact, now placing more emphasis on their saving. But was this practice of increased savings consistent across the board with most of your respondents? Let's look at the good news and the not so good news. What we learned in our survey about people's current financial priorities is this. About half cite saving for retirement as a financial priority. That's 52%. Of course, I would love that number to be higher. But as we think about it, in the middle of a pandemic where people are encountering excruciating competing financial priorities, the fact that more than half are focused on their future retirement is actually quite encouraging. 
we see that slightly fewer than four in 10, 39% cite building emergency savings. And this seems to be an uptick from prior surveys. And as the economy picks up and people are going back to work and refocusing on longer range financial priorities, it is really important to focus on both emergency savings and retirement savings, keeping in mind that saving even small amounts can really add up over time. And I would agree with you. I I think it's really, really tough at this stage to basically keep your head above water, especially through no fault of your own. You've been laid off or furloughs. Uh, Those can really make for a challenging situation. But uh, as my friend Christina reminds me, Al, breathe. And by the way, don't forget to breathe. It may sound trite, but breaking things down, taking small steps can go a long way. Now, anything else uh, that stood out in your research? I'll share with you one final quote, which I really feel like sums it up. And this quote comes from a Gen X woman who shared with us, again, this is how her life priorities had changed. She sums it up as more family and fun time. Perfect. Well, Catherine, as you think about what you've learned from this study and the others you've conducted during the pandemic, anything else you'd like to share before we wrap things up? I've given a lot of thought to my own life priorities, and they've changed. I shared the exercise example, but they've changed in other ways as well. For our listeners, I encourage you to think about how your own life priorities have changed. What have you learned from the pandemic, both the good and the challenges that you can take with you? Another thing is to think about, are my new life priorities aligned with my actions and how I'm spending my time and resources? Or is there some misalignment? How can we be successful? We've learned so much. There is a future ahead. How do we move into that future being wiser because of the pandemic and focused on those things that are truly important for us? The answers to these questions are very unique and personal for each and every one of us, and they're evolving. Catherine, I agree. You've given us a lot to consider and reflect upon in our own lives. And hey, that's a good thing. And before we close, any final suggestions for listeners who want to find out more about this topic? Yes, I have five tips that I would like to share with our listeners. These changes in life priorities, these are big and far-reaching in our lives. First of all, take some time to write down how your life priorities have changed and codify your new life priorities. Ensure that they are truly in alignment with how you're spending your time and your time with others. The second tip, share your new life priorities with family and close friends and trusted loved ones. They may not know your priorities have changed unless you tell them And it's important to share them for a couple of reasons. One, they may get confused if you're doing things totally differently uh, and they don't know where you're coming from. But also they can share insights. Sometimes those who are close to us know us even better than ourselves. They can help you do some sanity checks. Also, it opens the line of conversation to learn about how their life priorities have changed and ways that you can support them. Tip number three is take a test drive. If you're thinking about a really big change, as many people have during the pandemic, if it's at all possible before doing something drastic, 
consider a test drive. And the example I'll give you is moving. I know so many people who have packed up their home, canceled the rent, sold the house, and moved somewhere completely different. And some it's worked out well, and others may have some regrets about it. Consider going to that place that you think you're going to love and renting an Airbnb for a few days or a week. And make sure that you really love it before you make that really big change. Another tip is if you're employed, many employers offer employee assistance programs. And these programs generally offer personal counseling. This is an important employee benefit. And if you're thinking about a change or confused or like the individuals that we've spoken of that are feeling anxious and depressed, that's a really important benefit to take advantage of that can be really helpful in terms of moving forward in your life. And then last but not least, uh, as we talk about doing our homework, I always seek insight and comfort uh, in books. And so many books have been written about this topic. And those books can be our friends too. We don't have to take all the advice in these books, but they're super helpful in learning about different perspectives and what resonates with us. So Al, those are my final five tips. And thank you for having this conversation. Well, Catherine, thank you for this uh, abundance of uh, information and as well as some very valuable and sage insights. And as always, great to be with you. Here's hoping you'll join us uh, for future episodes. Clear Path, your roadmap to health and wealth is brought to you by Transamerica Institute, a nonprofit private foundation dedicated to identifying, researching, and educating the public about retirement security and the intersections of health and financial well-being. You can find our weekly podcast on WIPR's website and mobile app, wherever you get your podcasts, and at transamericainstitute.org. ClearPath, your roadmap to health and wealth is produced by Transamerica Institute with assistance from WIPR. And if you have ideas for future episodes, comments, or even feedback, please email us at info transamericacenter.org. Till the next time, I'm your host, Al Waller. Stay safe, be well, and thanks for listening. The information provided here is for educational purposes only and should not be construed as insurance, securities, ERISA, tax, investment, legal, medical, or financial advice or guidance.